0: everybody. Thanks for coming back to us. Um, the archaeological study of you. Um, I'm really excited to to present um, my next guest and my next speaker, my next man, just a, a powerful story. Uh, Mr. Rob Polecki. Um, great to have you on. We don't know each other in person. We've only met through social media, which is the one thing I really love about social media is to be able to to be able to share experiences, connect and linked up. So, Rob, thank you so much for coming on. I know people who are going to listen to this are going to get inspired and they're going to love to listen to your story. So beforehand, go ahead and take, you know, five, seven minutes, kind of introduce yourself. You know, what makes you you, you know, where you're from, kind of give me some of your background Uh, and then we will we'll dive into obviously your why.
1: Yeah. Hey, Cameron, I appreciate you having me on the show and uh, giving me the opportunity to tell my story. I I really appreciate it. how a lot of people who have podcasts are able to tell the story of the entrepreneur, but where we come from, right? So again, my name is Rob Pulecki, CEO and founder of Washi. Um, I I come from very humble beginnings, born and raised in South Auckland, New Zealand. Um, But before that, I want to I want to go a little bit into where my family is from. So my parents migrated twice um they come from a small island um in the pacific ocean samoa and they to find a better life they went to uh, new zealand and they had three children you know they they went to new zealand speaking very little english um and try to make a living for our family and, and and provide a better life than the islands um you know 12 years living in new zealand i grew up playing rugby i um uh, you know, again, I came from humble beginnings. It's it's not, you know, the I didn't grow up in the greatest um neighborhoods, you know, it was, it was always something going on, <laughs> always, always <laughs> in the neighborhood, yeah, you know yeah. And um, and and but that was life, you know, the 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 family life was good. I was raised by both of my parents, you know, both of my parents are still together, and I'm so blessed that that I had two parents raising me. Unfortunately, some of my friends didn't. And yeah. um, it's it's because of that and the guidance from my parents is, is because I, I probably didn't end up in jail or doing something. Right. But um, <laughs> right. Uh, when I was 12, um, you know, my parents, my grandma, my aunts, they all saved up money so that we could make a transition to the States and uh, live the American dream, you know, getting green cards, you know, thousands of thousands of dollars waiting, like, I think it was a six year waiting. Period. So they started when I was like six years old, trying to get into the states, and we finally got in. Um, so moved to Hawaii when I was twelve years old. I had a New Zealand accent, and then I had to to come in. There's a, a Hawaiian accent called pigeon, and then, <laughs> you know. And so now I merged the accents, and and nobody could understand me. So right. I was in middle school, and and just a new life, you know, nothing that sure. I was used um and and getting used to that but um you know and and I found out what the American life was about man I saw all kinds of opportunity the the bright lights you know we would we would drive around to the rich neighborhoods and my dad would just say hey one day we'll get a house like that maybe you know one day when you grow up and and that was always the thing with us is everywhere we went man it's like you know one day we try to try to get that life for us you know so um so yeah, moved to and grew up in Hawaii. Um, learned how to play football. I used to play rugby there you and go. Um, played football for the first time in high school. Um, did pretty well for myself and um, got a scholarship to play play football at ISU, Idaho State University. Oh, nice. Yeah, so went up there and um, played four years there. did Did pretty well. Played a little arena ball after um, my body gave out on me, so I, I hung it up and. Uh, Got a real job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, started the career. There you and, go. Uh, yeah, I met my wife. Met my wife in college, and um, and and that's where the business and the career, you know, parts start with me. And I think we'll get into that later on. But yep. yeah, originally from New Zealand, grew up in Hawaii, and then moved to Idaho when I was eighteen years old.
0: Brother, that is that's a lot to take in. I mean, that literally. I mean, I, I just want to touch on one thing real quick because. This story is amazing, right? You could I mean this is like, you know, put it on Amazon Prime or YouTube TV. At 6 years old, your family started to save up money to move from one place to another. 6 years later, when you were 12, you ended up in Hawaii. Yeah. That I mean, I don't I don't I don't know if people realize the struggle that it probably took your family to go through. So let's, I just want to focus on that real quick during that time from six to 12, right? You're probably, you're, you're probably hearing, Hey, we're going to move. We're getting ready to move to the States. We're going to the States, you know, as a six-year-old, you know, seven-year-old, eight, nine, you're like, all right, this is never going to happen. Right. It's never going to happen. What was that like? Take me to take us all through that experience of that six years of hearing, we're going to move. We're going to move. Like, how did you prep yourself? Do you remember like what you guys were doing to contribute to, 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 to getting the money to get over.
1: Yeah, man. So my dad, uh, man, used to work nonstop in New Zealand. And my mom was a stay at home mom. I remember one time uh, we had an appointment with the U S embassy and Mm -hmm. it was like 800 bucks dude. 800 bucks back then in the early nineties, (sighs) eighties, a lot of money, $800. And, um, and my mom went and bet on horses. You know, in New Zealand, <laughs> gambling on horses, and the things that we had to do to get the money, and 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 you know, one of the races came through. If if just by coincidence, that race did not come through, I would not be here today. We wouldn't have made it. We wouldn't have been able to pay for that the eight hundred bucks. And in the week before, she went and bet on the horses and and made a thousand dollars. I think it was the, like the biggest bet she ever won and it, it was able to pay for that. And so we would always go to the U S embassy, you know, fingerprinting, documenting all these interviews, make sure that yeah. you know, everything was straight. And, and, and that was a six year process, man. And, and paying all these fees. And my parents, man, we were poor when we grew up. Um, mm-hmm. We had everything we needed, but it wasn't like we were lifestyles in the rich and famous, but yeah. um going through that struggle and seeing them, through that struggle and all the sacrifices they made for us kids to give us kids a better life, man, you better repay them you know, back for that. I'm oh, always, yeah. you know, back in my mind is I need to repay my parents, you know, for bringing us here because sure. they made the ultimate sacrifice. So it was it was tough as a kid, you know, seeing that yeah. going through all that, now I know what they went through as a kid, you know, going to all these appointments, but now I really know what they went through, so.
0: man. Man, so I I, I want to like just focus on this because, you know, some people will look at it and like your mom took all this money and bet right went to horse and, and gambled right and went betting, yeah. but I think the underlining tone is your mom was betting on the family. Yeah. She knew she knew that if she could bet on the family, right, there would be this life that that would be provided for ev- for you and everybody that was in the family. So I mean, I look at it from man, she she did what a parent is. Supposed to do bet on the family, right? Bet mm. on a better life, and bet on, you know, not just bet from a monetary standpoint, but bet on that she could deliver, and you guys could get delivered, and have this great meeting. I think that's fantastic, man. I, I, I I'm, I'm blown away. You know, my just kind of a side note. My dad, like he, he went on a placement program. So the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints years ago started this institution called the the um, placement program. My dad never had a, a a peanut butter jelly sandwich. So because of a peanut butter jelly sandwich and some other factors, he ended up getting shipped from uh, Williams, Arizona up to, you know, Twilla, Utah. And that's where he eventually graduated and became a man. So, man, that's so cool to have this story of parents betting on themselves to give their children a better life. That's fantastic, yeah. man. Seriously, that's that's a home run.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, I don't know if you have kids or not, Cameron. You you may yeah. have I have kids. I mean, imagine put yourself in, the, in in my parents' shoes where they had to come up with 800 bucks the next week. And if we didn't come up, the years and years of work that they had worked towards getting our green cards would be gone. Yeah, so they were desperate. They were looking for a way. And and I think she only bet like eight dollars on a race. <laughs> and and she, she tells me to the it's like, I can't believe I had never won. She had never won anything and it just, just coincidence, just a luck of the being blessed, luck of, you know, with God on our side, you know, it, it just happened for us, and, and I'm glad it did.
0: Dude, I, yeah, we could, I mean, we could go on forever about this, that mindset, and by the way, I do have kids, yeah, you do have kids, I have 10 kids, I'm, I'm remarried, I'm between my wife and I, we have 10 kids, Um, so, which is, you know, it's a lot of you uh, know the struggle. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eight hundred bucks in the '90s and eight hundred bucks today. Eight hundred yeah. bucks is still hundred bucks. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, what what principle did you learn? I know, we kind of talked about this a little bit. So, as you watched your parents, right, kind of go through what they went through as a as a kid. You know, again, we're going to stick within this six to twelve year old. What principles did you learn from your parents? that have that have been embedded and instilled to you today
1: yeah so they are the ultimate innovators and entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. that's where i get it from man being being poor you have to be creative yeah being um you know wanting something and, and needing something are different things and when you're when you're needing something you are the best innovator, right? <laughs> right. Those were my parents. They they came and they took the first leap of faith to go from a very small island uh, to go to New Zealand, not speaking any you know English and getting jobs there and and just taking a risk on them, you know, on themselves, um, and then raising a family there. Those were the 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 early days when I started learning hustle, right? right. When I started learning you know, you need to do what you need to do to go, go make it happen. Uh, and I've, t- I've taken those principles that I learned when I was a kid, you know, and I've had them the whole way, you know, until to, to, to I was an elected official in the state of Idaho to me being an entrepreneur, I did everything to hustle and mm-hmm. get, you know, to get what I wanted. So, yeah.
0: Man, I, let's, let's talk about that, the hustle, right? Because there's variations of this hustle, right? you, we hear this word hustle. It's thrown around a lot, you know, and I think like you said, when you, when you come from humble beginnings, you watch your parents hustle, right? Mm-hmm. They hustle, to do what they do, but now you're it, you're in a different, you're in a unique position, right? Where you you obviously will touch more about the, you know, you being elected official, your entrepreneurship, how are you taking what you learned as a kid and instilling that in your own children? And now this new, this new, um, unknown hustle right your hustle what yeah. you saw your parents was one now you have a hustle it's still a hustle but it's a different type of hustle because so bring us into that help us understand how you're instilling that hustle into not only your kids but those that you oversee
1: yeah so my parents hustle was grinding it out from 6 a.m in the morning and not seeing my dad till 10 o'clock at night, because he's gone working all kinds of jobs, finding all kinds of hours anywhere to bring home money, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's the hustle that I saw my parents, their grind was a different grind, but it was the nine to five, the seven days a week grind, right? Right, right. As I've progressed and as our families progressed, now the grind is this, right? Is not really working like, you know, 24 hours a day, but using, um, what I've learned, you know, throughout my childhood and college, to to multiply that by ten, right? Just to to use our minds rather than the physical labor. Use our minds to to, to have some multiple businesses, to have multiple uh, streams of income. So, and that's kind of what I'm teaching my kids. My parents taught me the hustle of hard work. Yep. I'm teaching I'm teaching my kids smart work, right? So it, it's a uh, it's all the evolution, right? It's all the evolution of of what's been passed down from uh from our parents. And uh bro, and, and you know the grind, man. I mm-hmm. I stay up till like three or four o'clock in the morning with um our manufacturers overseas, like constantly on, you know, up late at night and, and then waking up early in the morning, staying with my kids, going back to work. That is the hustle that I learned from my parents. But yeah. as, as we keep moving forward, now, you know. Uh, being smarter, you know, having multiple businesses, having people do that for us. So, yeah, it's just a, it's that's the hustle now.
0: Look, if y'all, if y'all don't stop right here and push pause and reflect on what Rob just told you about the hustle, I mean, you're really doing yourself a disservice because he just broke it down, right? We went through, he went through the physical hustle, saw the physical hustle and said to himself, look, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to learn from those in front of me, which were as parents, great examples. I'm going to learn not to use my physical, but my mental, right? I'm going to grow the mental. I'm going to grow my mind. I'm going to grow the tools that are out there so that my hustle now is from a mental standpoint. So my body can keep up with it. As reverse, it's when it's a physical, you know, your mind is trying to keep up with that physicalness of your body being tired and broke down and beat up. I mean, when you got, when your arms are hurt, your hands are sore, your body's sore. The mind be, may be willing, but the body's like not happening today. And yeah. when you flip the script and say my mental, my body will keep up with my mental capacity. As long as I put the right nourishments and put the right things in my body, my brain will still stay strong. And I think that is huge. Well, principle across the board. So I appreciate you sharing that. So let me ask you this question because um, it's always a really fun question to ask people. What fears did you have growing up that when you moved from, obviously, Auckland to Hawaii and then moved into college, what fear did, I mean, obviously, it's just that, you know, influx of change. There had to be some kind of fear. What fear did you have at a younger age that you saw prevalent in your adult age? And then how, the second part of the question is, how are you able to combat the fear and overcome the fear?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I never, I'll start with this. I never had a fear of going back to the bottom, right? I never had a fear of, because I know what that's like, right? Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to not be the smartest in the class. I've been there. I know what it's like to not um, have money, right? And everybody else, you know, that's in the car has got money and I don't. And the embarrassment of, hey, we are gonna eat, ain't got no money, right? Yeah. I've been at, you know, at the bottom i was never afraid to go back there but i was afraid of the next step right i was afraid of going to college i was the first one in my family to go to college i was i was all alone 18 years old in idaho pocatello idaho small town um i was i was probably maybe one out of 10 you know brown people (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah brown people there man yeah and um the unknown, you know, I, there was a lot of unknown. I got myself into some trouble when I, when I went to college because I was free, you know, mm-hmm. my parents always had me on lock because there was trouble out in Hawaii. They didn't want me getting just the unknown, right? I, there, right, was a, right. there was the fear of unknown and everyone has that fear, but um, that, that was my fear of, of what, what am I doing? What am I becoming? Am I losing myself? You know? I used to be this kid uh, that grew up, and you know, was just a tough kid, uh, you know, a yeah. football kid. Now I'm becoming this uh, career-minded professional. What am I becoming? Am I losing myself? So the fear was always, what you know, something new. The fear was never to. I could always go. Right now, I could go back to the bottom. I, mm-hmm. I would. I would hate it. But yeah, okay, I'm going, I'm okay. I'll, I'll make it back up. But the fear of, of, you know, something new out there. What is it? Um, and in overcoming that, it was just, man, it was, it was going through the fire, man. You know, a lot of things when I was 18 years old and, and I went to college, yep. no car, didn't know what college life was like, knew no, no one. Um, and, and making the first step to say, yo, I'm Rob. <laughs> I'm Rob from <laughs> Hawaii, meeting all these new people. Yeah. And, that, and that was the first step, but um, it, it's been okay. You know, I've, I've, I think I've yeah. done well.
0: You know, in, in all the years that I've like interviewed people and talked to people, I, that's probably one of the deepest things I've heard of. I'm not, I wasn't afraid to go to the bottom, but I was afraid to do that next step, the unknown, right? Because when you're, fam- when you're familiar with, the, that that struggle, right? When you're familiar with the bottom and you're familiar with, hey, this is, I'm comfortable, right? My comfortability is down here. My uncomfortability is actually rising up and, and going out. Man, that is, that is so huge to think, sure. to just think about and ponder about that. I'm like, yeah, that is like an absolutely incredible and just a monumental. So
1: well, Cameron, there's there's a stage I want to yeah about this up. There's a stage I think with everyone in life that there there's a little hump right to get right. over, and a lot of people that don't get over that hump stay stay within that that uh, mindset of I'm gonna go get the same old job, I'm gonna try to make ends meet, you know, I'm going job to job, and rather than getting over that hump and finding something new you yeah. stuck in that place. And I find a lot of entrepreneurs that, that hit me up on, on LinkedIn trying to find that motivation to get over that hump. Yep. And figure it out. And it, it is all fear. It's all fear of losing what they've had, not going back to the bottom. But if you've been at the bottom, you know how to get back up. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's that hump. It's that hump. Trying to get over that hump is is the biggest part. And uh, I was forced to get over the hump. Somehow I was lucky enough that I had, I was forced to get over the hump and, I, and I've tried to stay above the hump and not go back down to the bottom. So, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Look, man, if y'all
0: just got called out, um, I, I, me being one of them, right, I'll raise my hand uh, just like everybody else who's probably just got called out of saying, stop being status quo, right? Stop thinking, well, I'm only good for this job, right? This J-O-B, right? I heard, I heard a great saying about the J-O-B, right? Just over broke. Um, and that's what a, a, nine, a nine to five, 45, 40 hour a week, you know, nice, um, you know, salary is. And it's true. And I think what you just said about this hump and that fear of just going out and doing it, man, if you, if you, if any of you out there are listening to this, want an inspiration to get going, let Rob, let Rob's, you know, kick to the backside, get y'all going. Cause that is absolutely huge. Cause I think... We on the we